Welcome to the Avoiding Divorce Podcast. My name is Steve and I want to welcome you to and thank you for listening to today's episode. Just a quick reminder, we do have a email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. That's avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us. Let us know about your situation or if you have any comments or questions feel free to email them to that to that address and we will um, take that under consideration for future podcasts that's avoiding divorce at gmail.com and once again thanks for listening welcome to episode 22 of the avoiding divorce podcast i'm your host steve want to uh, just let you know that this first segment is going to be focused on the difficulty some people face in implementing the avoiding divorce principles and maybe some thinking or some ways that it can make it a little bit easier for you. I want to talk a little bit first about why some of the why some of you struggle so much with the avoiding divorce principles and behaviors. And it's uh, something that I've mentioned on this podcast many times, and that's because it goes against the instincts that we have. When your spouse comes to you and say says that they want a divorce, or that they love you but they're not in love with you, um, or you catch them in uh, an emotional or physical affair, the natural reaction for the left-behind spouse is to want to cling on and hold on for dear life and hold on tight. Um, but that's rarely the approach that's going to net you what you uh, really want, and that's to try to save your marriage. I think it's important to note that in certain circumstances, uh, you can't even try to save your marriage. If your spouse um, is in an active affair and they're unwilling to give that affair up, then there's really not much you can do to save that marriage. It's impossible to save a marriage when one person is actively involved with another person. This is another reason that I give the advice to be extremely careful when you're out trying to recapture that life that you once had, that you don't do that by going out and trying to meet members of the opposite sex. Um, it's not going to help you save your marriage to be involved with somebody else yourself. And so it's really important to understand that um, if your situation is such that your spouse has said, I want out of the marriage, and your natural reaction is to try to cling on and hold on as tight as you can to them, that that's just going to push them further and further away from the marriage. Not, that's not something that you want. Many left-behind spouses that end up divorced have regrets because they went the traditional route of begging and pleading and making promises and trying to become the best husband or wife that they can, like super husband or wife. And they also um, kind of just end up smothering their walkaway spouse to the point where they're pushed out the door even quicker than they normally would be, something that I've mentioned on this podcast many times. And that's obviously not behavior that 
you want to engage in. That's obviously not behavior that is conducive to saving your marriage and avoiding divorce. So it's important to understand that. Obviously, we all try to do what comes naturally in those situations. And trying to save our marriage seems like all of those behaviors that I just said were detrimental. On the surface, they seem like they're the, the, they're the right behaviors to engage in. And this is why left-behind spouses struggle so much. If you think about it, one of the things that makes us feel safe in a situation where our spouse has said that they want out of the marriage is being around that spouse as much as possible. I've mentioned on this podcast before that essentially what the spouse is, the walkaway spouse has done is they've told the left behind spouse that they want less of the left behind spouse. And the struggle that left behind spouses have is that suddenly they feel like they need to be giving more of themselves to the walkaway spouse. The exact opposite of what the walkaway spouse has said that they wanted. And it really boils down to a selfish approach that a lot of left behind spouses take where if I'm around them, I can control them. If I'm around them, then they can't engage with their emotional affair or physical affair partner. If I'm around them, then that means it's another second or another minute or another hour that we aren't separated permanently. And it's really a false sense of security. And that false sense of security is what really makes left-behind spouses struggle with the avoiding divorce principles and behaviors. Um, I get emails all the time from listeners that say, I really want I really want to be there for them. I really want them. I really want to be around them. I really want to spend time with them. But number one, that's not what the walkaway spouse has stated that they wanted. And number two, it doesn't help your situation. And if you struggle with being selfish in your uh, limbo period and trying to get out of your walkaway spouse what you want, you're probably going to end up frustrated, sad, disappointed, and angry, and maybe a little bit hurt as well. Because, as I said before, it takes a lot for the walkaway spouse to get to the point where they actually tell the left-behind spouse that they want out of the marriage. It usually has been a year or two that they've been struggling with wanting to tell or figuring out how to tell or figuring out how to approach it. And so when they eventually get the courage up to do it, you really need to listen to that. That's the one moment where your walkaway spouse is saying something that you can really believe. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. I want out of the marriage. I don't want to be married anymore. All of those things, I want a divorce, all of those things are things that they built courage up to finally be able to say to you as the left behind spouse. And while it's difficult and while it makes us, again, want to react by becoming the 
best husband or wife, super husband or wife, doing every little thing for them. Um, It's really not the approach that we should be taking. And that's why the avoiding divorce principles give you things that are actionable and things that you can focus on because you really, the struggle that you have as the left behind spouse is you want to focus on the walkaway spouse. And that's the last thing you should be focusing on. You should be focusing on becoming the best version of yourself, not some, not some subservient super spouse that does the every whim or bidding of the walkaway spouse, but you become somebody who's attractive again. You know, I, I always, I always say this, I like to fall back to how you first met your walkaway spouse. If you had been clingy and needy and suffocating and clinging on for dear life when you first met them, they would have run the other way. There was something about you that attracted them. You had a life of your own. You were a generally happy and fulfilled person with or without them. And you had a sense of self-worth that helped attract them to you. People don't find you, don't find worth in you if you don't, if you're, if you don't have self-worth yourself. If you don't find yourself valuable, it's difficult for other people to do so as well. And so that's what the avoiding Divorce principles and behaviors are all about. They're trying to help you see that the instinctual reaction to hearing somebody doesn't want to be married to you anymore is the exact opposite of what you should be doing. And here are some things that you can focus on to shift your thinking away from, I want to be around them every minute. I want to be talking to them every minute I'm not around them. I want to know what they're doing every minute that I'm not around them or not talking to them. Uh, I want to, you know, make sure that their clothes are washed and the bed is made and their food is prepared and that every whim or need that they have is fulfilled. All of that becomes less of a focus for you when you start focusing on, hey, I need to go out and recapture that life that I once had that attracted my walkaway spouse to me to begin with. I need to focus on myself and become the best version of myself that I can be. Not for them, but for myself. And, and, then, and then show them that I value myself, that I'm a, a fulfilled person, that I'm I'm happy whether they're around me or not. All of those things do something that the instinctual behaviors that we struggle with cannot, and that's they make you attractive again to your spouse. Now, I always put the disclaimer in this that I'm not saying it's a guarantee that you will save your marriage, that you'll avoid divorce but it sure has a higher percentage, a higher chance of working than 
the instinctual behaviors of smothering your spouse and becoming a subservient super spouse that uh, nobody could live up to long term to making all sorts of promises that nobody could ever really live up to and, and then begging and pleading with them and making yourself look unattractive. Now I said that a lot of left behind spouses struggle with this. And I said that I would give you some things that maybe will help change your thinking along these way uh, along these lines to kind of help you understand why you need to adhere to the avoiding divorce principles and behaviors and give up all of those instinctual behaviors that seem so natural and seem to be the right way to go. And the first one is, is something I've already mentioned, and that's understand that the instinctual, natural behaviors that come to you are actually going to work against you in saving your marriage. If your ultimate goal is to avoid divorce and save your marriage, then you want to engage in things that increase the chance of that happening. And trying to be around them as much as possible, trying to talk to them as much as possible, trying to know what they're doing any time that you're not around them or talking to them as much as possible, trying to make sure that every one of their needs and whims is taken care of at the moment that they have it, is not going to save your marriage. It's got a very low percentage chance of saving your marriage. Another struggle that left behind spouses have is they immediately want to offer up and encourage their walkaway spouse to get into uh couples counseling, marriage counseling with them. Something that I've said many times in this podcast that you should not be doing. That's another area that's really a trap for the left behind spouse and has a very low percentage. When you look at the statistics for couples that are having marital problems that get into marriage counseling, it's got a very low uh, statistical percentage of actually saving marriages. I think it's something like less than one in four marriage that's in trouble that the couple goes to marriage counseling, the marriage counseling actually saves their marriage. And we've documented on this podcast many times why that is. Um, so I'm not going to dive into that. But if you are begging and pleading and trying to manipulate your spouse that's walked away from the marriage into getting into marriage counseling, I highly advise against it. Instead, again, change your thinking. Something that increases the likelihood of you saving your marriage? Individual counseling. The reason individual counseling uh, is so beneficial is, number one, it makes you forget about trying to get your walkaway spouse into couples counseling. And number two, as you become this better version of yourself, as you try to <coughs> improve as a person and improve as a, uh, a spouse without becoming subservient and super spouse, but just becoming the best version of yourself, that will, being an individual counseling will Show your walkaway spouse that you're serious about these changes, that these are not changes that you're just making to try to manipulate them back to the marriage, but that you're actually serious about becoming a better version of yourself. Um, 
And then the other thing is, is think about your self-worth. Think about the value that you should have to yourself. Nobody feels worthy and nobody feels valuable when they're begging and pleading and you know stalking and constantly calling and texting and constantly trying to smother their walk away spouse that doesn't feel good when you when when you've gone through that and you look back at it you realize how pathetic that makes you look to the walk away spouse especially if the walk away spouse is involved in an affair because then what you're really telling them is I'm willing to put up with anything that you throw at me. As I've said before on this podcast, when you send that message out, your walkaway spouse will hear that. And that will cause them to think they can do anything and get away with it. That's not the reconciliation that you're looking for. You want your reconciliation to be with your walkaway spouse that they value you, they see that you have value, that they respect you, and that when they come back to the marriage, they're ready to come back on your terms and for the long haul. It's not the affair ended, so I'm going to go back to my pathetic left-behind spouse, but as soon as option C comes along, then I'm dumping them again. So hopefully this segment helps you see that, yes, everybody struggles with the begging and the pleading and the promising and the smothering. But if you really want to save your marriage, you'll change your thinking and you'll approach it with the clarity of mind to say, none of that's going to save my marriage. Couples counseling is going to save my marriage. What will save my marriage is the avoiding divorce principles and behaviors that are espoused in this podcast. So we're going to take a break now, and when we come back, we'll come back with another topic in segment two. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. In segment two, we're going to talk about something I've had on my list of topics to discuss uh, for quite a while, and that is uh, controlling what you can control and letting go of what you can't. I think this is a basic principle in avoiding divorce that I've talked about a little bit on this podcast, but it really needs its own segment to really help, I think, left-behind spouses understand that one of their biggest struggles is trying to control what they cannot. We humans are interesting creatures. We like to be in control. We like to know what's, what's up ahead. We like to know what's around the corner. We like to know what's, what's over the hill. And when we don't, when we can't see around the corner or see over the hill, it causes fear and apprehension. And we try to get to a place where we're back in control and we know what the outcome is. I'll give you an example of that. Maybe you've sometime been, been going to a destination and you know the route that you always take. And 
this time somebody gets in the car with you who you've never gone to that destination with before and they ask you which way you're going to go and you tell them the the way that you're going to go and they go oh well I know this better way to go most of us recoil from that because we know the route we know what to expect on the route that we always take we feel more in control on that route we were familiar with that route and it may be that their route is better but we're apprehensive to try it because we don't know it's unknown to us we're not sure what we're going to run into we're not sure you know we have we have less uh feeling of control over that and as human beings we want to be in control some of us more than others but most of us um, in the modern in modern american society anyway feel like we need to be in control i think that's one of the reasons that uh, ride sharing and public transportation isn't more successful in this country and that's because we want to be in control we want to be in control of uh, when we leave when we arrive when we leave that place to come back home we don't want to be reliant on a schedule that we don't have control of I once uh, carpooled to work for about a year and a half and I hated it there were times when I wanted to leave and my carpool partner couldn't leave or um, they needed to be there early so I ended up having to get there early. I hated not being in control of my own schedule. And so we tend to do that as left behind spouses too. We, we struggle with what we can control and what we can't. We don't want to give up control of things that we can't control even though Logically, that doesn't even make sense, trying to control something that we can't. And the things that we already are in control of, we tend to uh, shy away from. Well, I wouldn't say shy away from, but we tend to ignore because we're already in control of that and we don't have the same fear and trepidation with those things that we do with the things that we can't control. And so when our spouse comes to us, and says that they want a divorce, that lack of control is a big struggle for us. Um, and as I said in the last segment, we tend to fall back on trying to control our walkaway spouse through manipulation, through tears, through begging, through promises, through um, becoming the super spouse that we think that they want. We do all those things as a way to try to control them. If I'm around them all the time, then I can control who they're talking to and, and whether or not they're apart from me. If, if I'm not with them, if I'm talking to them, then I'm, I still have a level of control over them. Um, they're not completely autonomous because I'm in an active conversation with them. Um, if I'm not with them or talking to them, then I want to know where they're at and who they're with because that gives me a feeling of control over them. 
Um, I want to get them into couples counseling because I know for that one hour that's scheduled every week at the at that particular time, I know where they'll be. I know they have to t- you know be engaged with me. I I it gives me a sense of control to know that that counseling session is coming up again next week. Um, and so we really have to be careful because, again, trying to exert control over our walkaway spouse is something that we don't want to let go of, at least trying, but it's really something that we don't have control of. And I'll give you an example. Um, I've known couples where an affair has been uh, involved in their marriage. And the uh, left-behind spouse has tried to control that the cheating spouse by wanting to know where they're at, who they're with, at all times. And really what happens is the cheating spouse will go to great lengths to cover their tracks and hide what they're doing. Because the walkaway or the left behind spouse really has no control over that spouse. The left behind spouse might think they're in control or have a modicum of control, but really the cheating spouse is going to do what they want to do. And so if they want to cheat, they will find a way. I, I had a friend many years ago who cheated on their spouse. And I remember talking to them and them telling me, cheaters will find a way. They will find a way. They will make it happen, no matter what their spouse is doing or not doing to try to prevent it. And so we have no control over that spouse, whether they're a walkaway spouse, whether they're a cheating spouse, whether they're both. We have to understand that we have to let go of trying to control them because we have no control over them. Another thing that we have to give up control of as a left-behind spouse is whether or not we're going to save our marriage. We don't have control over whether our marriage is going to continue or it's going to come to an end. Um, In most states, it only takes one spouse to initiate a divorce. We don't have control over whether our marriage ends in divorce or not. And we need to accept that. We need to embrace that. We need to understand that so that we can take actions that are more appropriate for what we're trying to do, and that's to avoid divorce. Um, I can... Um, you know, say with complete confidence that if you're trying to control whether or not your marriage ends in divorce, you're probably not going to be successful. It's one of those things that is out of your control. If your walkaway spouse wants a divorce bad enough, and follows through on it, then you're going to end up divorced, and there's there's nothing that you can do. Now, as I've said dozens of times on this podcast, I believe that the avoiding divorce principles and behaviors can help and give you the best chance 
of avoiding a divorce. Because all these other behaviors are about trying to exert control over the situation. If you get nothing else out of this segment, please get out of it. That one of the best things that you can do to improve your avoiding divorce um, adherence to the principles and behaviors is to accept what you can't control and give up, let go of trying to control those things. That includes your walkaway spouse and that includes um, whether or not your marriage ends in divorce. It's awfully difficult to go out and, and recapture the life that you once had to focus on yourself and self-improvements and become the best version of yourself that you can be and to learn how to be happy by yourself and become a fulfilled individual that's attractive not only to your walkaway spouse but to any future um, int love interest you might have after if you end up divorced is to understand that you can't control things that you cannot control. Think about the dating world. You can't control if the person is going to like you to give you a second date. You can't control that. All you can do is go on a date, be yourself, and let the chips fall where they may. And that's what the avoiding divorce principles are all about. They're about letting go of that control. That's why we say take the focus off of your walkaway spouse. Don't try to save your marriage. You look to the avoiding divorce principles and you adhere to those behaviors and sometimes that will result in what you're trying to achieve. It's not a guarantee but it gives, you the it gives you a better chance than trying to exert all of this control that you don't have over things that you don't have control of. And it certainly gives you the best chance at avoiding divorce. So, let go of control. Think about it this way. Most left-behind spouses that are trying to avoid divorce claim that they love their spouse. Is control something that you would really want to exert over somebody that you love? Think about that for a minute. If you truly love somebody, are you really going to try to control every action and thought and word that they say? Is that truly love? Or is love letting them make their own choices and then dealing with whatever those choices are? And so as the left-behind spouse, we have to let go of trying to control our spouse, let go of trying to control our situation. One last example before I close this segment. I get a lot of questions from listeners whose spouses are in an active affair. And they, say, they ask me things like, should I tell my spouse that it's a that it's a boundary that they're not to have contact with, see, or certainly continue the affair with their affair partner. And I always come back with a question to them. Is that trying to control them? Because that's a behavior that you don't want to engage in. Always weigh everything that you're considering 
against whether it's trying to control your spouse or your situation or whether it's not. And then remember this, you only have control over one person and that's yourself. So maybe the boundary is I can't tolerate you being in contact with the affair partner anymore and if you do, then I'm going to go file for divorce. See, you can, you, your boundary was, was controlling yourself and your own behavior. It, it, it wasn't trying to control your spouse and their behavior. So let go of control. Contro trying to control what you have no control over has no place in avoiding divorce. So thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, please remember we have uh, an email address, avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. If you have questions, concerns, feedback, uh, or if you have ideas for future show topics, please feel free to email them again at avoidingdivorce at gmail.com. And thanks for listening today. And remember, do whatever you can to avoid divorce.